welcome to this week's episode of the Fun of the Run podcast. I'm Michelle, your host. I'm also known as Waddell Running Lady. You can find me over on Instagram, posting sometimes funny reels, sometimes just hopefully encouraging posts, and a lot of times just tracking my own running journey um, with and just sharing it with everybody because I love to run and I love sharing it with everybody. So you can check me out on Instagram. But here we are, another week of Fun of the Run podcast. I can't believe that we've been doing this since February. I've been having so much fun, and I love hearing from each and every one of you uh, that has commented or sent me a message on Instagram, emailed me. Keep those messages coming. I appreciate the feedback so much. Feel free to email me at funoftherunpodcast at gmail.com or direct message me on Instagram at Waddell Running Lady. I love hearing from you, and uh, yeah, I hope that you will let me know what you think of this week's episode as well. So today I don't necessarily have a title for the episode. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to come and record myself and and just talk to you because I have some things that I wanted to talk about this week, but I don't know that I can ne- necessarily box it up into a, a pretty name, so we'll just see what happens. Okay. Hopefully that's okay with you. First of all, I wanted to say that, uh, we recently got back while we got back last night from a little, just kind of a mini vacation up in Flagstaff, Arizona. So for those of you who don't know, I live in the Phoenix Metro area, actually a little bit West of the Phoenix Metro area. And we are, um, we are about, 1,000 feet sea level, which is not, you know, very much, right? And also we've been having a lot of, I can't remember, I haven't been checking the, the weather. Well, I do check the weather all the time, but I haven't checked to see where we're at as far as how many days in a row that we've had over 110 degrees. We had many, 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 and we wanted to escape the heat. And my son starts school this week and my daughter starts school next week. And typically we spend about a week up in Flagstaff every summer, but it just has not worked out with my husband's new job. And so we just decided we can do three nights. Let's do it. So we headed up to Flagstaff. I told you our elevation here is about a thousand feet. Uh, Flagstaff, it's more like 7,000. So anytime we head up there and I run because you guys, I have to run when I'm up there. (laughs) it's amazing. It's beautiful. There's pine trees and it's just the weather. The whole time we were there, I would say it was about between 25 and 30 degrees cooler than down here at home. And so to us, you know, it's in the eighties and we're just like, Oh, this is so nice. You know, we got rained on a couple of times and, and it was cloudy and it was just, it was amazing. And so we just got done doing that. And I came off of a race last weekend, the weekend of the 22nd, July 22nd. And so after the race, all of this past week, I had a couple of days off. And then I had a couple of days, excuse my voice, I had a couple of days off completely. And then I had a couple of days where I was supposed to do like short, easy walks. And then I was supposed to do some short, easy runs. And so I had emailed my coach and said, hey, can I make those short, easy runs like a little bit? less short? Like, can I make them a little bit longer? And so my coach said, sure. So I didn't do like 
the mileage that I typically do when I'm up in Flagstaff. Many times I go up there, I'm doing long runs, I'm doing double digit miles. I've done those um, down Route 66 in the middle of Flagstaff on the urban trail system there. And then I've also put in a lot of miles on the trails over at like Buffalo Park and places like that. But this time, you know, like I said, we just have the three nights and I'm coming off of a race. And so the longest that I ran there this time was for an hour. And so I only got a couple of like three miles in was the longest run. So that's, that's that. So I come home this morning and my house is a mess. And (laughs) before we left, I should have gone shopping because there's like no food in the house. I went to make my coffee and I just posted a story about this on Instagram, but I went to make my coffee and there's no creamer, there's no milk, there's no half and half, there's nothing to put in my coffee besides almond milk and I don't like almond milk and uh, it's just very frustrating. So as I'm recording this, my newly licensed driver daughter um, is on her way to Starbucks to get me some coffee because we are going to die if we don't get coffee. Okay, on to the meat of the episode. So I posted a reel last night, very late, talking about how I had seen some posts on Instagram and some reels as well, talking about basically people were making fun of ultra runners. And I've seen this a couple of different times. And and I know that, you know, runners make fun of themselves sometimes too. And I, I think that that was probably the intention of the post originally, but the comment section just got out of hand. And the post went something like the fun thing about, you know, running an ultra is, you know, you get all the snacks. It was something like that. I I'm, I'm not saying it exactly. That was basically the gist of it. And this person was an ultra runner and they were basically just, you know, I think saying how the aid stations at ultras are amazing. And, and I've told you guys this before too. They are, you'll go to an aid station at an ultra marathon and you've got quesadillas and you've got pizza and you've got grilled cheese and you've got PB and J and you've got bean roll-ups. And I mean, there, you know, you've got potatoes and you've got this and watermelon and, and there's, it's, it's a totally different setup then then you'll find at like Chicago Marathon or Mesa Marathon or just you know what I'm saying your road races don't typically have the same type of aid stations I'm not dissing road running I'm just saying they're two separate things they're just they're two different things and they're two different events and they're very 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 different there's nothing wrong with that so this person was just you know talking about that well the comment section was so out of hand and I just read through there and just kept getting more and more and more discouraged and people basically saying well the only reason you know that people run ultras is because they're not fast enough to run road marathons and they just want to walk and it's just like basically like a walk in the park with a picnic and you just walk around the woods and walk on these trails. It's basically hiking, you know, and, and, you know, those people that just walk the whole ultra and just, there were so many negative comments. And I just, I started getting a little bit discouraged. I'll be honest, even though who cares in that sense, you know, I don't need to prove myself to anyone. Um, as far as, as my running journey goes, and I've only run one ultra marathon. So I've, I run trails 
most of the time. But as far as we're talking at distances, I've only run one race that was an ultra distance and an ultra is anything over 26.2 miles. So I've only done that one time. I'm currently training for my second ultra, which I'm registered for the Pass Mountain 50K this coming November. So I'm super excited about that. But I do have big dreams, a big ultra dreams. I would like to run a 50 miler for my 50th birthday next summer. And someday I would love to run a 100 mile race. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. You know, uh, I know Andrew Glaze runs those unsupported. I think I would have to have support. I'm not as fast as Andrew Glaze. Uh, he's AM Glaze on Instagram, if you're not sure who I'm referring to, but I'm guessing most of you know who I'm referring to. Um, but Andy runs 100 mile races unsupported all the time. I feel like I would need support. So because I won't finish, you know, I'll be finishing closer to the cutoff if I can even make the cutoff. So, so I guess the point of me saying all of this is when I saw this post about, you know, whatever about the ultras, and then I saw all the comments and people basically making fun of ultra runners, it caused me to kind of doubt myself a little bit because I know that I'm not a fast runner, but when they were, when these comments were saying, well, the reason people run ultras is because they, they can't, they're not successful at road races. Okay. That is not true. And I know that for sure, because I have seen, uh, ultra runners run very fast road ma marathons. And I have seen also very fast people, marathon runners running very fast ultras. And so it's just, you can't say that, oh, you know, all ultra runners are, they're just slow and, and they can't make it in the road running world. That's not true. So the reason I started running trails and the reason I started running ultras was because, like I said, in my reel, it called to me. I started feeling like I was missing something in my running experience. I have run four road marathons and many half marathons, 5Ks, 10Ks, all of that. I love running in general, so <clears throat> I'm not dissing road running in any way, in any way, shape, or form. I still plan to participate in road races from time to time, but most of my focus is on the trails, and whether that be for trail races of various distances or whether that be for races that are, you know, ultras, that's where I want to focus most of my, my training. And that's where I focus most of my time. But the reason I started running those trails is because there was something missing. And so in, in training for those road races and, and doing the workouts and various things and, and knowing what goals I had ahead as far as, okay, I'm signed up for this race, whatever. It wasn't bringing me the satisfaction personally that I was looking for in my own running journey, if that makes sense. There was something missing. I was feeling like I was in a funk and I was feeling like I was just not where I wanted to be. I started hearing about ultra running. I started seeing it on Instagram. I started seeing different people, you know, around me doing this and I started looking into it and, and, and I already knew where some really good trails were because I had hiked those trails for years. And so I thought, what better way to meld running, my love of running and my love of the trails, uh, hiking those trails, what better way to mesh the two than to start trail running? And so I personally just started getting out there and experimenting and just seeing if I could even do it. 
and just little by little, you know, pick a really super easy trail and just go out there and, and just see, do I like this? You know, of course I knew I would love it. And, and I did. And I started just signing up for the first trail race I ever signed up for was my first ultra. And, um, well, besides Ragnar, Ragnar was a trail Ragnar. And when I ran that trail Ragnar, I've expressed this before, but it was amazing. And it just immediately was like, okay, I knew it. I, as soon as I ran that Ragnar, I knew that trails were my thing. I knew that this was my new passion and that I was going to do whatever it took to, to start breaking into that sport, so to speak. And, and so I started signing up for the races. I started training. I started hitting the trails. I started getting trail shoes. I started researching like what, you know, what do I need to do as a trail runner, how to start trail running, you know, just whatever, because I knew after Ragnar that this was, this was for me. And um, I don't know if I'm making a whole lot of sense in any of this, but um, basically what I'm trying to say is I don't think that it's fair to to say that just because you are an ultra runner that that means you're slow and that you can't run road races. I don't think it means that just because you are a road runner that you couldn't break into the trail world and do really well. So I wanted to bring up a couple of people that I follow that I think you should follow. Um, of course, it's up to you. The first one I wanted to talk about is Ashley Paulson. And her Instagram handle is Ash Kicken, And it's A-S-H-A-I-C-K-N. Ashley Paulson is, well, she has really bright, long pink hair. She is an iFit trainer, which is where I first encountered Ashley was through iFit. I virtually ran Boston Marathon with her and I think Chicago Marathon and tons of workouts, hikes, runs, intervals, all kinds of things with Ashley. Um, but I started following her on Instagram as well. And her career is illustrious. I mean, she is a, she is, has qualified for the Olympic trials um, as far as road marathons. She's a very fast runner. She's a mom of four. She's in her 40s. Um, and she is, she's very speedy on the roads. But she doesn't just run roads. She also does triathlons and she does ultra marathons. So she has won the Badwater 135. She, let's see, she won it outright this year in 2023. And so she, you know, she ran past all the men. First place overall last year. I want to say she came in third place, but she was first female overall. And so she has translated her road running speed onto the trails. And that has ruffled a lot of feathers. Uh, last year, she was accused of cheating and doping, and which, of course, those allegations were proved to not be true. But she has kind of shown that she handles the heat well. Badwater is in Death Valley, California. That's where the race is and extremely hot and just dire conditions. And she handles heat well. And so she was able to really successfully run this race. She's had flack for it. She's gotten, you know, pushback because not only for being a woman and, and you know, beating the pants off all the men, but also the fact that she was a roadrunner trying to break into the trail scene, which I don't think she's trying to break into the trail scene. I think she just decides this race sounds fun. I'm going to do it because she's run other ultra distances as well. She's run hundred mile races. And so she's, she's just somebody that 
has a lot of speed, whether it's on the road or the trail. The other person that I wanted to bring up was Sally McRae, and her last name is MC, capital R-A-E. Her Instagram handle is Yellow Runner. Sally is honestly, she's my hero, <laughs> okay? Um, but I use that in the right way. Sally is somebody that she's very humble, but she's so strong and she's so talented. But if you follow her on Instagram, which I do, and I've watched a lot of her, um, she'll have different films made about her. So she recently ran the Cocodona 250 and there was a film on YouTube about her that I watched and she struggled terribly. Her feet had such horrible sores in her heels. One of them turned into an ulcer and at least one, maybe more than one did. And she just was in horrible pain and somehow she made it to the finish line and just watching her struggle. And she is another person that I first came in contact with. I believe it was the first time I ever saw her was on, on iFit again, the iFit app. And she, I ran, I ran virtually uh, the Grand Circle Trail Fest with Sally and different half marathons. I think the Grand Teton half marathon, different, different races with her. And something I just noticed about her was her humility and just in spite of her talent. So Sally is somebody who she strength trains every day and runs every day. I, I think I don't, she, she might have an occasional rest day now and then I'm not advocating for no rest days, by the way, I, I need rest days myself personally, but she is, she's a beast and she just goes and goes and goes. She's a mountain runner. She calls herself a mountain runner. She lives in California and Mount Baldy is her place. And she will just get up that mountain and run down it. And she trains for all kinds of things there. And she had just ran the Tahoe 200 last weekend. And she's just a very talented person. But I say all of that to say that actually and Sally both, although they are kind, they are heroes to me in a way, I also don't, don't idolize them. I don't think it's ever good to like lift somebody up on a pedestal and worship them, so to speak. So I'm not, I'm not doing that. But instead, what I'm doing is there are things about each one of them that I want to take away and apply to my own life. So there are things I admire about them and that inspire me about their lives and their training and how they handle things that I want to pull from them in that sense and, and apply it to my own running and to my own training. And so Sally is the first person that I ever heard use the term power hiking. And it was, again, I was on the treadmill and I was doing a run with her and I fit. If you have a treadmill that is Bluetooth equipped and you can do, um, you can connect your iFit app to the treadmill and then the treadmill basically controls I, the iFit app controls the treadmill, so it will change the speed during a workout according to whichever workout you're doing. It will change the incline, and it's a really, really cool tool to use, uh, especially to just not be bored on the treadmill. So I was running a trail race with Sally, and the treadmill slowed down as the incline went up, and she's like, okay, we're going to power hike this. And I'm thinking, we're going to power hike this. And she stopped running 
that she started swinging her arms and just hiking up this this incline and i was like this is cool and so <laughs> and so she's the one that introduced me to power hiking which of course i know now that's you know what it's typically called in in the trail running world is we power hike up the hills a lot of us do and run the flats and run the downhills and so she just she just tickled me when she said we're going to power hike this i was like oh when can we power hike again you know cuz it was a hard run but anyhow sally is my favorite i think she's she's my favorite over so many people that i follow um as far as people that I look up to and that I want to be like, so to speak. She's She is really a genuinely authentic person. And I am currently reading her book, Too Strong, so which I am enjoying so far. So anyhow, I wanted to talk about Sally. And I wanted to talk about Ashley. All right. What else did I want to tell you about? Okay. So I've talked about this a little bit before, but I have a new coach. Her name is Kylie. She's She owns Desert to Peak Coaching. And Kylie is a big believer in hybrid runners, which honestly, I am too. And so basically what that means is she wants me to run on trails. She wants me to run on roads. She wants me to run on track. She wants me to run on the treadmill. She, she wants me to be a well-rounded runner so that I can handle whatever a race throws at me, basically. And so although I love trails the most and I feel like trails have my heart, you will still find me running roads. You will find me doing long runs on an urban trail. You will find me on the treadmill when it's too hot for me to run outside. You will find me, you won't find me on track because I don't, I just don't hardly ever run on track. But you will find me in all different places. Sometimes I'm running in the bike lane on the road. Sometimes I am running on the sidewalk. And so, you know, you just will find me all of those different places. I think that it's good for us to be well-rounded that way. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about my struggle with, with where I'm at right now. So when, when you tell somebody especially somebody that doesn't run, that you want to run a hundred mile race or that you want to run an ultra marathon or that you want to start running trails. Sometimes those people will not respond favorably. And I've had that experience with my own family. When I mentioned to my husband that I wanted to run a 100 mile race, he basically told me that it wasn't possible for me to do it and that I couldn't do it. And which of course, um, I chose instead of being sad that he thinks that about me, I chose instead to just kind of let it go in one ear, not the other. Um, for one reason, I had already posted something about, and this this has been a couple of years, by the way, I had already posted something about a hundred mile race and I had two or three people message me or a comment in the comment section saying that they would be happy to crew me on a hundred mile race, um, tell them the time or place and they would be there. And, you know, which was super encouraging. And, and you guys, that is the running community right there. That is especially that, that is the trail running, ultra running community right there. They have your back. And so I think when my husband basically said, well, you can't do it. There's no way you'd be able to do that. That's not in your future. I said, well, I have people that would be willing to crew me. And I just left it at that. So there will always be people who will not think your dreams can ever be a reality. They, they won't think that your dreams can ever become reality. And it's easy to get discouraged sometimes about that. But in the reel that I posted last night about making fun of trail runners, ultra runners, etc., 
I got a lot of comments saying that trails make make them happy, that trails, you know, trails make me happy, or, you know, I ran a marathon once and I hated it. I ran an ultra and now I know where I'm supposed to be. Things like that. So the the, the purpose of this podcast is not to tell you what you should do. And it's not to tell you that you need to go out and run an ultra marathon because I truly believe that if you don't want to, then that you shouldn't. Because I finally have learned my lesson, okay, <laughs> on this. I've shared before that I was in a funk and I was so just not feeling like I was where I needed to be. And I was training for something and I just, the training wasn't feeling, it just, I just wasn't really feeling it. And I knew that I needed to try trail running. I knew that I needed to sign up for an ultra, even though my coach at the time was not super supportive of me going in that direction. I couldn't understand for months why I was in such a funk and I couldn't understand for months why that I was not enjoying my running journey like I usually did. And it took quite a while for me to finally realize I need to move in a different direction and I need to do the races that make me happy. Again, the purpose of this podcast is not to tell you that you need to race. You do not ever have to race if that is not your desire. I personally love racing, even though I get nervous and scared to death, I still love it. And I love the experience, but I knew that I needed to switch directions. And so started signing up for the all the trail races, started signing up for the ultras and finally feel like that's where I fit. And, you know, I don't per have a perfect spot in that sense. I am at the back most of the time. Um, I was looking through my ultra signup has this really cool feature where all of the races that you register for on ultra signup, you can go back at a later date and see your times and, and which races you've run and different things like that. And I was looking through the other night and I realized I did not come in last place in these different races. I, I have come in last place, I believe three times. Um, and so, and in trail races, but, but, you know, I thought I had come in last more than that. And so I was looking through and I'm like, wow, I wasn't last in that one. And I guess it's just cool to be able to look through and see, I did this race and I did this race and I did this race. Wow, that, yeah, and it brings back all the memories. And so although I am always at the back of the pack, it has never mattered. It has never mattered. And I nothing bad has ever happened to me because I came in last or because I came in fifth from last or third from last or whatever. Nothing bad has ever happened. I have still gotten, you know, my medal at the end of the race or my cup or whatever the, the award was after the race. I still got out there and was able to enjoy the trails and, and run under the stars or whatever. And it's been a rewarding trip, a rewarding journey. And so I guess I'm just going to wrap up the podcast by saying that the beautiful thing about running is that we can do it our way. We can run roads if we want to and nobody can take that away from us. We can run trails if we want to, and even the, the meanies on Instagram that comment and say we're too slow for road races, they can't stop us from running trail races. They can't stop us from running ultras. They can't. Isn't that great? And the other beautiful thing about running is that we don't have to do something that we don't want to do. You're not any less of a runner because you never run an ultra. You're not any less of a, of a runner because you only like to run 5Ks. It's just such an individual experience. 
an individual sport. And even though there are those people that are their gatekeepers and they want to rain on everybody's parade, just know that you're out there doing something amazing. And I have to remind myself of this too from time to time that even though I, I can't do the things that Ashley Paulson does. I I don't have the talents that she has. I can't do the things that yellow runner Sally McRae does. I'm not as talented as her. You know, I don't have the strength and the the stamina and the wherewithal that she has that she's honed over years and years and years of working on herself. But I can draw from their experiences and I can apply those things to my own running journey. And I've had to just remind myself that I'm still out here putting in the work. And even if my work doesn't look like somebody else's work, that doesn't make my work any less important or any less valid. And so I want you to remember that too. The work that you're putting in today, I don't care if you're racing. I don't care if you're running a mile, half a mile doesn't matter. I'm proud of you and every every step matters. You know, when you're out there trying to improve your life, better yourself, clear your head, get yourself in a better place, it all counts and it all matters. We just should not be so worried about what everybody else thinks, even though I'm guilty of that myself so many times and I get discouraged and everybody probably thinks I'm a loser and I'm a fat lady in a skirt trying to run an ultra marathon and and they probably just think, what is she doing out here? I belong there just as much as anyone else does and so do you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Fun of the Run podcast. I hope that there was something in this episode that resonated with you. Please give me your feedback on today's topic. I would really appreciate hearing from you. You can always message me on Instagram at Waddell Running Lady, or you can email me at funoftherunpodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, I hope you go out and have fun on your run. Music